Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Papi English Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you learn English. My name is Sam and I am your English teacher. And in this podcast, we're going to learn how to talk about sex in English. So, let's begin the lesson. I don't think you have ever opened up an English book and it's taught you to talk about sex. But with our close friends and partners, it's something that we all talk about. And sex vocabulary and expressions are constantly changing, with new generations bringing in new terminology. It's also really easy to sound silly when you're talking about sex, and you can easily embarrass yourself. And if you use really technical vocabulary, you'll end up sounding like Sheldon. Tell him my coitus with Amy is frequent, intense, and whimsically inventive. So, in this lesson, I'm going to teach you some great expressions to talk about sex. And we'll start off with the basics. In spoken English, we don't usually say to have sex. We use a slang expression to do it. For example, are you doing it with the girl from the cafe? This is a softer way of saying... Are you having sex with the girl from the cafe? Instead of saying, when was the last time you had sex? You can say, when was the last time you did it? A politer way of saying the same thing, to have sex, is to say, to sleep together. For example, we slept together last night. This is a politer way of saying, we had sex last night. So be careful with this one if you go on a sleepover with a friend. You don't want to give people the wrong impression. Another example, instead of saying, how long have you been having sex? You can say, how long have you been sleeping together? And another expression that you should definitely know is to Netflix and chill. Now this is slang code for to have sex. So if somebody says, do you want to Netflix and chill tonight? What they actually mean is, do you want to come over and have sex tonight? And then there is another common slang expression, which is to have a quickie. This means to have sex quickly when you don't have a lot of time. So you might find yourself in the mood for sex in the morning before you go to work. And you can say, fancy a quickie. This means, do you want to have sex quickly? Oh, I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this. So now I want you to imagine you're with your partner and you're feeling a little romantic. Now, don't get too excited. How can you tell your partner that you're feeling sexually excited in a nice way? You can say, I'm turned on. This is a softer way of saying, I'm in the mood for sex. You can also say, I'm feeling hot, but I wouldn't say, I'm feeling horny. I'm feeling horny is another expression which means I'm in the mood for sex. But in my opinion, it sounds a little bit creepy. It's also important to know a good expression to tell your partner that you're not in the mood for sex. In this case, you can simply say, I'm not in the mood or I'm not feeling it. Okay, as you already know, it's very important to have safe sex. 
right? You don't want any unexpected babies coming along. So you might want to ask your partner if they have a condom. And it's perfectly fine to say, have you got a condom? But we've also got some slang words that mean condom. In American English, a condom can be called a rubber. And in British English, a condom can be called a Johnny. For example, I've put a new box of rubbers in the bedside cabinet. Or, excuse me, mate, could I borrow a Johnny? Obviously, in this example, you don't mean borrow, but it's a polite way of asking. If you're a lady, you may tell your partner that you are on the pill. This means you are taking birth control tablets. So, yeah. You may also want to tell your partner that you're on your period. A nice way of saying this is to say, it's my time of the month and they will know what you mean. Okay, so shall we talk about casual sex? This is when someone has sex with someone else, but they are not in a relationship. If someone has casual sex, we can say they hooked up. For example, my friend hooked up with a guy she knows from work. Another example, he's never had a serious relationship. He just hooks up with different girls. If you go out and meet someone who you never see again, we call this a one-night stand. For example, she regrets having that one-night stand. She can't even remember his name. And of course, there are also friends with benefits. So these are friends who have sex, but they're not in a relationship. They don't have girlfriend, boyfriend responsibilities. They are friends with benefits. Or you can also say sex buddies. No, they're not girlfriend and boyfriend. They're just friends with benefits. And there we go. I've talked about sex and now it's your turn to talk about sex. You've got a lot of really useful expressions that you can use with your friends or your partner. Probably don't use them with your parents or informal situations. This is really informal English, a lot of slang. But these expressions are really useful because they are softer. It's a lighter way of saying difficult things. Lots of people are not comfortable if you mention the word sex or fuck okay so these expressions are a bit politer a little bit lighter and you can use them a lot because native speakers really do use them a lot so now it's time for questions and answers this is the part of the podcast where you ask me your questions about english and i try and give you the best answer i can let's take a look at the first question hello i'm alfonso from argentina and i have a quick question in which cases you can omit and the personal pronoun in a sentence. So this is an excellent question by Alfonso because in Spanish you don't always have to use the personal pronoun. In Spanish you can say yo soy inglés or you can just say soy inglés. You don't need to say yo. But in English, most of the time, we have to always use the pronoun. I am English. But in very informal English, we can drop the personal pronoun in some cases. For example, why haven't you cooked the dinner? Don't want to. So instead of saying, I don't want to, I can shorten my speech and just say, don't want to. It's obvious I am the subject in this case. But notice that this is really only used in very informal English. Hello, how are you? How can I differentiate between the world? Desert with double S and single S when I pronounce them. Okay, so this is a really interesting pronunciation question. How do we differentiate between the words desert and dessert? 
Well, first of all, we have to understand the two meanings. The first word has only one S. It's a dry place, it doesn't rain a lot, and there is usually a lot of sand. For example, the Sahara Desert. Now, this word has one S, but the other word has two S's, and this is a sweet food that we usually eat after dinner. Dessert. So we have desert and dessert. So what is the difference in pronunciation? Well, the first word, desert, like the Sahara Desert, the stress is on the first syllable. Desert. The second word, the sweet food we usually eat after dinner, the stress is on the second syllable. Dessert. Dessert. Desert. Dessert. Desert. Dessert. It's very subtle, the difference in pronunciation, but just try and focus on the stress of the word. Hi, my name is Alessandra. I'm Brazilian, but I've been living in Dublin. Uh, and here they say that the word ride or give somebody a ride uh, has a sexual connotation. So uh, that we have to use lift instead. So have you ever heard anything about it? Okay, fantastic. Uh, thank you, Alessandra. This is a great question for this podcast. Um, to give somebody a ride basically means to take somebody by car. You can also say give somebody a lift. So, for example, can you give me a ride to the supermarket? Or can you give me a lift to the supermarket? Can you drive me to the supermarket? But what does it mean if we're talking about sex? Well, what things can you ride? You can ride a bicycle, you can ride a horse, but what if you ride a person? What are you doing? So you're putting yourself on top of that person with your legs either side. And some people, apparently, when they have sex, they do this. Usually the girl might sit on top and ride. So, in this case, to ride can be a kind of sexual term, okay? Um, but I've never confused it. If somebody says to me, can you give me a ride? I never thought about sex or anything. Like, in the context, uh, it doesn't sound quite right. So, maybe this is just a thing where Alessandra is in Dublin. They use this as a slang a lot. But if you say, can you give me a ride? Um, like for most people, they're going to understand exactly what they mean and what you mean and they know that you're not going to be talking about sex, okay? So if you are uncomfortable using it, just say, like Alessandra said, use the other expression, give somebody a lift. So it's all good. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this podcast. We've learned some language we can use when we're talking about sex and some other questions I've answered as well. I hope you found this podcast useful. You can also find a shorter version of this podcast on YouTube with video. And if you have any questions for me, send me a question to my Instagram page, Pappy English. Use the audio so you can hear yourself on the podcast next time. So thank you for listening. This has been Pappy English, the podcast. Pappy English is practice and perfection in English. And I'll speak to you guys in the next class. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.